Hi, welcome to the Mother's Guide Through Autism podcast. This podcast is to inspire, support, and build community for mothers raising children with autism. I'm Bridget Shipman, the host and creator of the Mother's Guide Through Autism. This podcast has been inspired by my son, Joseph, who has been living with autism for the past 30 years. Hey, podcast listeners, I have exciting news to share with you. My book, Mother's Guide Through Autism, is going to release in May 2022. I wrote this book to inspire, encourage, and guide other mothers raising their kids on the spectrum. And what's so special about this book is that my son, Joseph, co-authored this book and shared his perspective of living with autism for the last 30 years in the second part of the book titled Through the Eyes of the Guided. Writing this book was a labor of love, and I just can't wait for you to read it. Go to mothersguidethroughautism.com to sign up for my book waitlist so you don't miss my sneak peek updates and the book launch event. See you there. Hi, welcome back to Mother's Guide Through Autism. I'm Bridget Shipman, and I'm your host. Today, I'm going to be talking about self-compassion. Yes, I have spoken about self-compassion before, and you'll probably hear me bring it up many, many times to come because I feel like it is essential in how you experience your own personal autism journey. So I have a personal mission, and that is to get as many moms as possible to practice self-compassion. As many of you that will hear me will begin this practice. I, I feel very passionate about you practicing this because I know that it's a game changer. And that is why. That's why this is a, a mission for me. And I have spoken about my own personal experiences many, many times as I traveled on this autism journey. And I didn't practice self-compassion for one reason. I didn't know. I didn't know that I could. I didn't hear about it. I I didn't understand it. I I didn't have the tools to practice self-compassion. And quite honestly, even if I would have, I don't think I would have given myself permission to truly have self-compassion as a daily practice. And if you're listening to this and you have heard of self-compassion, it's very common to hear others talk and give tips on how to incorporate self-compassion. And if you're, if you're shutting it down, then I'm really going to ask you to just take a breath and just stay with me a little bit longer so that, so that you can really understand for yourself, right? Everyone has to decide and give themselves permission to 
to get really good at self-compassion, to even consider self-compassion, because so many, so many moms that I work with feel like it is and that you're selfish, that you're selfish if if you practice self-compassion. But I can honestly tell you that if I would have practiced self-compassion 20 something years ago that I, I would have had a, a much happier life. I, I would have lived with less stress and anxiety, self-judgment, and I would have really been able to enjoy my son a lot more, but I, you know, I'm really great. And I think if you're listening to this, you will be able to relate to this. I am really great at nurturing others. I enjoy nurturing others. It makes me happy to nurture and to care for others. So when I think about that, if if I'm truly a nurturer, then why why wouldn't I take care of myself too? So there's lots of ways to care for yourself. But if if you approach it as you would for somebody else, I think that will deepen your self-compassion practice. When you think about yourself, we can easily go to, well, I'm going to go, you know, do, do a self-care act. And that's great. I, I mean, I, I think that's a great beginning to go get a massage, get your nails done, have a girl's afternoon, have lunch, take a nap. You know, the list goes on and on and on of, of how you can begin to nurture yourself. But when I think about self-care, I, I want to go a little deeper I'm going to back up for just a second and say that, you know, for myself, I think when I was a little girl, um, one one of the the ideas that I was taught was that it was my job as a, as a wife and a and a mother to take care of everybody else and to put others first, because. If I wanted to be a good wife and a good mother, I needed to understand that that's what defined it, right? At least that was the message that I got um, from my role models in my life. And I just really and truly had to do a lot of work to be able to shift that and then to create self-compassion for myself. So I have decided, and I decided um, as soon as my children were a lot older and I started getting my life coach, coach training, that was one of the things that really, really hit me. I thought, wow, I wish, I wish I could have, gone back in time and applied self-compassion to put myself in the equation of self-love that that would have been so powerful and i can see that with other moms that i work with as soon as we bring up truly self-compassion 
I can see the initial resistance um, to to begin to incorporate self-love in your daily life. And all I can say to that is take a moment and trust me. And just to go one tiny, tiny step at a time. When your energy increases, it's going to flow into all areas of your life. And when you practice self-compassion, your energy will increase and it will flow to all areas of your life. The main goal is here is as the energy increases to understand that you will become more resilient. You're going to have less stress and you're going to have more joy in your daily life. The way, the way to do that is through self-compassion. So you might read a lot of articles, you know, or listen to other podcasts, however you gain your, your tools to try to find more joy in your life. Um, I had a conversation with, with one of my dear life coach friends, and he, he asked me to Google the, the number one search that people search for. And the number one search was how to be happier. That blew me away. You can check it out yourself. If you go to Google and you, and you Google that, um, most people are looking for answers for ways to become happier. And I believe because it, it has, it, it has changed the way I live my life. And that's through self-love. And I think it's it's really sitting back and really understanding what it is. Um, My personal definition of self-compassion is to nurture myself whenever I need it, each and every day, not just when you're completely exhausted. and, and wait till you get to that point. And then, you know, hey, if that's the best you can do, then then yay. But I would like for you to, to practice this every single day. And it also includes showing myself kindness and offering myself understanding and forgiveness. Every single time I show up, I want to really give myself some grace here. If you feel bad about something, maybe you weren't as patient as you would have liked to have been with your child, give yourself self-compassion. Give yourself that self-love and forgiveness and know better, do better. Don't don't sit and stew in it and let that energy get lower and lower and lower and lower because you haven't forgiven yourself for having a moment. Give yourself grace. Being a mother guide does require a great deal of self-compassion. So if you can build your resilience, this this journey is not about a day, a week, a month. 
it's a lifetime. So when I'm asking you to consider self-compassion as a daily practice, it is so that you can fill yourself up and be happier and forgive yourself. I also feel like being compassionate to yourself for me, it's all about paying attention to what my spirit is craving and then feeding that craving. So think about, you know, if, if it's, you haven't laughed in a while, if my spirit is craving fun and I, I, I just would like to have a really good hard laugh, then I'm going to reach out to somebody that I know I'm going to have, have a good laugh with or watch a funny movie or feed that craving, whatever it is. Self-compassion encompasses all the key skills and characteristics of resilience. So I want you to think about that for just a minute. If self-compassion is what encompasses all the key characteristics of building resilience, then I believe it is worth incorporating and, and leaning into this idea. I've discovered that as I gradually learned how to take care of myself, that I really did become more resilient because I had more energy. And I had tools on those really tough days. I would give myself grace and self-compassion. Most mother guides, as, as I work with you all, I, I encounter, they, you encounter a great deal of resistance when you attempt this at first. So take a breath with that. Stay with me. I think it's difficult because you are so, um, again, family dynamic, what, whatever it is that you feel like to be a good mother, to be a good partner, to be good at what you do, that you need to put your family, your friends, your career, your children, everything before yourself. I'm asking you to change that idea. I'm asking you to shift this. And I can remember when I would hear somebody say something about, you know, putting myself first on certain days, I would have that sarcastic grin and I would just say, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. I would just completely start shutting down and just think to myself, yeah, I'll get right on it. You don't understand. You don't understand my life. You have, you just don't know that there's no way that I can put myself first on any given day in any given moment. So I just shut it down and I forgot about it. And I didn't even consider um, the thought of filling myself up first. You know, I, I just, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even give it a thought. And so if you're like I was and you're shutting down, take a deep, beautiful breath. And I want you to answer this question. Just take a deep breath in through the nose, exhale and ask yourself, 
how full is your energy tank as you begin each day? So picture your gas gauge, okay? And apply that to yourself. How full is your energy tank? Is it on empty? Is it a quarter tank, half full? You know, where where are you at as you begin your day? Not when you end it, when you begin it. When you begin your big, beautiful day, where is your energy tank at? Go ahead and answer that question for yourself. Whenever your energy gauge is more full, the better you and your child, your relationships, and all other other areas of your life are going to be. So most people, you know, and I'm referring to when I say people, mothers, mother guides, um, they don't wake up with a full tank. We go to bed empty and we're just pretty much empty when we wake up too. I can remember living like that for years. And when you live like that and you're exhausted and you buy into the thought that I'm supposed to be exhausted and last in line to eat, last in line to sleep, uh, I want you to know that that just simply isn't True. That's a crazy idea. You know, um, that was a way of life for me. I, I did. I bought into it. So the idea of self-compassion at first, it, it seemed selfish to me. It may seem selfish to you, but I discovered the bigger picture when it comes to loving myself or when it comes to loving yourself, that if I'm not caring for myself, then I am not going to, I'm not going to be pleasant. I'm not going to be patient. I'm not going to feel good in all areas of my life, especially in my closest relationships. Um, and, and I mean, I really want you to consider that really think about that as you answered that question about where your energy tank is at when you wake up. I think um, as you move forward, one of the things that I really am encouraging is for you to nurture your whole self, your whole self while you care for others. So let's talk about that. How, how are you going to, if your energy tank is not where you want it to be, let's talk about how we can how we can fill it up. So I'm going to give you some self-compassion practice steps. And this is just something to begin with. Okay, so meet yourself where you're at. Step one, I want you to notice your breath. Notice the pace of your breath throughout the day. If your breath is shallow and rapid, Stop what you're doing and take three deep breaths in a row. That rapid breath will let you know that you're stressed, that your body's under stress, and that you need to slow your breath down. 
And you can begin that by just noticing it. So that's a simple step to begin. Notice your breath. Is it rapid and shallow? If so, take a big, deep, beautiful breath. The second step is if your breath becomes rapid and shallow again, go back to step one, continue that throughout your day. And next, find a quiet moment to yourself in a safe space. So slowing that breath down, finding just a moment in a safe space. Then I'd like for you to grab something to write with, such as a journal or whatever you can find and begin this self-compassion practice. Step four, once you've got your breath slowed down, you're in your safe place, you've got something to write with, make a short list of at least three things that you can do to practice self-compassion. If you get stuck, think about making a list for your best friend. So if you're struggling and you're thinking, well, three three self-compassion practices, hmm, I don't know about that. If you think about your very best friend and you knew that he or she needed this self-compassion practice, that their, their energy tank was really low, what would you hope and want for them? And then apply it to yourself. Step five, choose one of the self-compassion acts that you just got done writing down from your list and then go do it today. And if you're resisting, take another breath and think about building resistance. If I build resistance and I fill up my energy tank, I'm going to be able to show up in all areas of my life with more energy, with more patience. And as I give to myself, I will have more to give to others. That's the key element. And I would love for your energy tank to be fuller rather than running on almost empty every single day for years like I did. At the end of this practice, take a few moments and notice that your breath is slower and deeper. Your energy tank is starting to slowly fill up and you can feel that and you know it's filling up when your breath is at a nice slow pace rather than a fast, rapid one. When you nurture and care for yourself, as you do for everyone else, you're going to change your life. You will not only build the resist- your resistance to your- yourself, not caring for yourself, but you're going to build your resilience. And you're also going to create balance and you're going to feel joy in your life again. You, like everyone else, deserve to feel loved and cared for in this life. We all do. I hope that this message 
was heard. I hope you will consider applying these small steps of self-compassion for yourself to, to build your resilience, to fill up your tank, to show yourself some, some self-love and compassion, and then start applying it every single day. And then I would love to hear from you at how much more energy you have in your day, how you, your relationships are becoming more vibrant again, and that you do feel more joy and happiness on a daily basis. I really hope that for you. I will see you in the next episode. Stay well and stay safe. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review and share it on social media. You can download my free guide, Five Things I Wish I Knew Raising My Son with Autism, by going to my website, mothersguidethroughautism.com. Also, please join our Facebook group, Mother's Guide Through Autism, for support. I'm sending you all hope and love. Thanks so much for listening.